Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Would you stand with me? Father, we thank you that we can be together today. We thank you, Lord, just for the freedom that we have. And, and we don't uh, take it lightly, oh God. We can come and sing and worship and uh, open the Bible and be with one another, even in a public space. So we're so grateful for that, Lord. Help us to focus upon you and to celebrate as we recognize the coming of Jesus in this season. Amen. Would you stand with us and sing? Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn King. See my old God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Born Prince of Peace, hail a Son of Righteousness, light and life to all He brings, risen with healing in His wings. Mild He lays His glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. King of heaven, come down, King of heaven, come down. Let your glory reign, shining like the day, King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. Could stand against us. You are strong to save in your mighty name, King of Heaven. Come, oh King of Heaven, come down. King of Heaven, come down. Let your glory reign, shining like the day. King of Heaven, come. King of Heaven, rise up. Who could stand against us? You are strong to save in your mighty name, King of heaven, come. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, come. Let your glory reign, shining like the day, King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. Who could 
stand against us. You are strong to save in your mighty name, King of heaven, come. 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 King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come down. Let your glory reign, shining like the day. King of heaven, come. King of heaven. your glory reign shining like the day king of heaven come they call it advent in this season that we're in leading up to christmas it's the idea that uh, we celebrate the presence the coming the advent of jesus when people talk about peace and love and hope and joy and it's a good time to settle yourself down and to not let it go by too quickly. Because usually when the 25th comes and goes, that's it. But Advent kind of slows it down for us as we focus on the coming of Christ. Over empty space, said, let there be light. To a dark and formless world, your life was born. You spread out your arms over empty hearts and said, Let there be light. To a dark and hopeless world, your son. made the world and saw that it was good. You sent your only son for you are good. What a wonderful maker. What a wonderful Savior. Worship the Lord this morning. How majestic your whisper, and how humble your love, with a strength like no other, and the heart of a father. What a wonderful God. 
circumstances uh, comes comes the baby that would be the savior of the world Lord it's an amazing amazing thought that you who are so great and so powerful and so uh, uh, immeasurable would would become a finite person this little baby coming into a into a very common very humble setting. Lord, it helps us to reach for you. It helps us to relate to you. Uh, so I pray, Father, that this this season um, we we would we would reach to the Savior once again and hold that hold that hand once again through the things that we face in life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Time is it? 
upon him for he cares for you Lord we just worship you and we praise you today uh, I pray that you would just you would you would pour out your peace in people's hearts and minds and and lives uh, there's so many things around us that can make us worry and we can have such chaos in our lives but Lord we pray for the peace of Jesus in each mind and heart and soul today amen amen you may be seated going to go right into uh, communion this morning. Uh, hopefully you have an emblem that looks just like this. If you have not, uh, Wedlin's going to serve you. And uh, you can go ahead and keep playing in the background if you like. Uh, I'm just going to read a couple of passages that are typically uh, read at, at communion. These are from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Very often read, but often not, um, not appreciated. And the emphasis here that we so often miss is the, the body of Christ is a reference not only to Jesus' physical body that went to that cross, and that's 
That's the focus of communion. It's a, it's an acknowledgement. It's a remembrance. It's a, in a way, you're preaching a little sermon, and you're saying, I believe that Jesus came. I believe Jesus died on that cross. I believe that he rose from the dead. I believe he's coming again. And that's really what it's about. But here, Paul also says, it's also about the body of Christ, you and me, who are here today, and acknowledging one another. So I thought it would be really fitting after the event last week to take communion as a, as a spiritual family uh, today. And this is what Paul says, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. It's a message, important message. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body, which is for you. You do this in remembrance of me. You can just take this emblem and the top little layer comes off. Really thin, really simple. And it's just a, just a little wafer here. But this is a picture. This is a, an important picture and symbol. Again, not only of Jesus who went to that cross for us as an atonement for our sins, but also one another. We are the body of Christ today. Would you partake with me? Musicians, you can, I want you to participate as well. So you, you don't have to keep playing. You can stop and I want you to enjoy this moment as well. And if you're on, at home and you're online, you can do the same. Just take a little bit of bread, a little bit of juice, and you can participate with us as well. We'll wait for you. Paul continues 1 Corinthians 11 again. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant, the new arrangement, the new setup between God and humanity. It's in not the blood of animals or it's the blood of him. It's Jesus' blood. The new covenant in my blood. You do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and whenever you take this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You're the, you're the preacher. You're the proclaimer. And you're saying again, Jesus came. Jesus died. Jesus rose again. Uh, Jesus is coming again. Would you partake with me together? Amen. Father, we just thank you again and we worship you today. Speak to hearts this morning and uh, may people be blessed and encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated, or you are seated already, musicians, you may be seated. <laughs> um, I'm going to, uh, without more comment, play what took place last week, okay? If you can mute my mic uh, here, Omar, and get it ready
Okay, good. Well, did you see yourself? I hope so. Anyway, that was, and that's our band that Backtrack recorded live, so it sounds pretty good. So again, thank you to everyone who you prayed, you participated, you served, you donated, you... I mean, it was just an amazing, amazing turnout. I had about 500 people and over 200 toys we handed out, so it was a great, great morning. So I wanted to show you that for your, uh, for your kind of enjoyment. Um, if you're here for the very, very first time, if you could do one of two things and uh, either take a guest card in front of you, fill it out and hand it to me at the end, I'll be by the coffee and tea station, or you can do so electronically, just text the key phrase to the number on your screen, you can do that online as well, and I'd be happy to follow up your visit uh, with us. Uh, we are going to hear from Pastor Don Mann in just a few moments, but I would encourage you to remember to pray for him and for EJ Tupe in Toronto and also the Charbonneaus in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. I uh, did receive an update from them in Haiti, and wow, the situation is tense there. They even delayed the start of the school year. In most schools, they started in November rather than September because of the gang violence there. So uh, you want to keep praying for these folks as they continue to partner with our church as we together reach the one who is far from God. So remember them as well, and thank you for your, your support, your giving. I'm going to show you what your giving has done uh, in just a second. But uh, next week, uh, for the kids, uh, we are going to have a little special for you. And we're going to play on that great big screen, a really, really fun version of Dr. Seuss's classic tale there, The Grinch, for the kids next week. Uh, we'll start it right at 1030, all right? And today we're giving the workers a break, but we do have screen 11 open. If you have little ones in the room and you want to bring them to screen 11 and watch the service there, we do have it streaming online and we have some gear set up for you uh, to use. Now, um, on the subject of your giving, uh, this week, we delivered 15 boxes that look like this over to uh, Good Shepherd Elementary School. That's the principal and vice principal of the school. We do this every year because you give. Uh, that's what we're able to do. So they got 15 big ones. But we also have 20 a little smaller ones here that we're going to present to Xu Yin, if you could come to the front. And Xu Yin is kind of like a missionary, okay? She serves with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship and about 100 students, five campuses. And so we thought it would be really great to bless some university students kind of anonymously, although they know it's from our church. So we have all of these because of your generosity and your giving. Some of you gave to this. And I'm telling you, the stuff in here is really tasty. I was so tempted to keep a box for myself. No one would know the difference. But then I'd have an integrity issue, okay? So we're going to present these to, to Xu Yin. I'll just give you one here for a nice picture, because I know you want that. Come to the front here. Sure. Okay. Yeah, thank you very much. So we're going to have a Christmas camp for international students uh, on the 21st to 20th. Uh, third, um, so uh, we so far have 10 international students have registered, and then we're hoping for more, uh, about hopefully 20. We're going to go for a camp. Uh, a lot of them will be the first time they see snow or what to do with the snow. Uh, we'll make sure that they have a full experience of Canadian Christmas. 
uh, tobogganing, uh, snowshoeing outside, and then uh, introduce Jesus to them uh, through a Christmas service, um, through those um, yeah, opportunity. So please uh, pray for them that uh, they will have an open heart and open mind for, to encounter Jesus himself. And thank you for your generosity. This will be, really means a lot of them because um, they are not at home. Uh, many of them couldn't go back because it's such a short period of time or in terms of finance. So this will make them feel home here in Montreal at school. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Make sure you fill your trunk at the end of the service there, huh? <laughs> okay, we're starting a new series uh, today called Christmas Chaos. Christmas Chaos. And uh, the idea is that Christmas, when you read about Christmas in the scripture and you look at the story of the Gospels. Oh, okay, someone's waving at me for an offering. Okay, well, you know what to do. <laughs> if you want to give in person, you can put something in the basket as it goes by, all right? And you can also give electronically at the end. Thank you for the reminder, Jackie. Appreciate that. So we are, uh, yeah, starting this series. And the idea is that Christmas, when you read the story of Jesus and how Jesus came into this world and the story of his birth, it's really actually quite chaotic. There's a lot of I mean, there's interruptions in these people's lives and, you know, a census and Mary is pregnant before the wedding. And, you know, you got Herod who's trying to get rid of Jesus and all kinds. It's chaotic. It's messy. It's all over the place. It's and we can relate to that. And in that theme of chaos, God can still bring peace and love and hope and joy. So we're today, we're next week, and we're the 24th. Just wanted to mention that to you. We will not be meeting here Christmas Day. Instead, we will meet the 24th, same time at 1030 in the morning. Okay, so keep that in your calendar. And so today we're going to start with the theme of peace. And of course, our guest, Pastor Don Mann, who's also a global worker that we support. If we could please welcome him. I'm coming, tempted to stop for a coffee, but I better not. You know, you never stop learning, and uh, I've known Pastor Joe for many, many years, and it wasn't until we started attending City Point that I discovered the man has a voice and is a pretty good singer. Wouldn't you agree? Come on, come on. He really is, and uh, so you just never stop learning. I want to congratulate this church on what happened last Sunday, what's happening today, what you've done with the school. It's amazing. And I got a report from my wife last Sunday about how it went here and seeing the pictures today. The report was not exaggerated, so thank you to all of you who served and who volunteered. And uh, I, I just... I truly believe, as we are community-minded, God's going to honor and uh, continues to honor this church. So just amazing what happened, and thank you to all who participated in making it such a success. Pastor Joe always asks if I'll give a little update before speaking. We want to thank you for your support of all of the global workers that this church supports, and uh, that includes my wife and I, and thank you for your faithful giving to us every month. God continues to do some amazing things. Um, maybe a few of you get our newsletter, so this is repetitive. But to all of you, we have uh, 
been able through the Quest Leadership Program have an impact on two uh, areas of the world, Asia and Africa. And in Asia in particular, we are working in the nation of Pakistan. Ironically, I'm yet to get there, uh, but I have been doing some major work online. We've had live conferences that, and, and, and this is not exaggerated, through the conference itself and social media platforms, well over 50,000 leaders and people in Pakistan have been reached through our live video conferences. And from the 50,000 plus, we had in September a leadership training with 30, about 30 leaders uh, in Pakistan. We brought together for three days in a hotel and uh, some of my colleagues, co-writers of the Quest Leadership Program, were able to be there in person. And I got up three nights in a row and prepared to teach from midnight till three in the morning and uh, never needed a coffee. I, I have to tell you, when I have the privilege of teaching leaders, my passion is what keeps me going and keeps me awake. And I had that privilege of three nights in a row to teach those leaders. And uh, the idea of that is that they be, as we train them, they become the trainers of others. And then out of that group of 30, just this past Tuesday, I was on a Zoom call with 10 leaders out of that group, and we are working with them to form a Quest strategic committee that will take the Quest leadership program uh, across Pakistan. And I know it's going to work because I've watched now for over a year as uh, they have taken not only the Quest leadership program, but also it's called uh, MET-P, which is a, a theological training that is under the umbrella of Global Ed Institute, of which my wife and I are a part. So to explain that, we are a part of the Pentecostal Centers of Canada uh, Mission Global team, in particular in the area of discipleship and leadership training, and MET-P, uh, I'm sorry, Global Ed Institute is that part of the training that we're involved in. And the MET-P program, the Pakistan leadership took off with it and trained well over 200 people. And now, out of that program, we're developing some leaders in the Quest Leadership Program. And I just know that they are going to take it and run with it and see hundreds, maybe into thousands, trained through the Quest Leadership Program. So that's one area of the world. And then uh, just this week, I was on a Zoom call with Zimbabwe. We're in the pre uh, presently training uh, about 10 young adults in the Quest Leadership Program. My wife has spent a year and a half, at least, putting together our material online in what we call the Teachable Program. And it is a full course, four units, with 36 topics, well over 40 videos, all kinds of PowerPoints. And uh, we are using the Teachable platform to train these young adults in Zimbabwe and have the privilege of working with the leader of the young adult program for the Pentecostal Assemblies of Zimbabwe, 
And he is, actually has the vision to see young adults, both in urban and rural settings in Zimbabwe, take this Quest Leadership Program and teach integrity to young adults. Think about it. These young adults who are going to be, and some of them already, one's a pharmacist, one is a, in, in logistics and transportation. Um, th there's different careers already in that small group, and we are believing for and moving towards and working toward them becoming the catalyst for taking the message of uh, character integrity across the nation of Zimbabwe to young adults across that great nation. So thank you for your giving and support of what we do, and on behalf of EJ and the uh, Charbonneaux, we say thank you for what you do in the cause of world missions. So uh, a little report, I'm gonna share one more thing that the Quest Leadership Program has developed during my message, so I'll leave it for, for that moment. I told my wife this week, I appreciate the themes that Pastor Joe develops, and I'm privileged to be the first one to talk about Christmas chaos. And so uh, let's, uh, let's get into the word this morning. want to be sensitive to time and your time. We have an unwritten rule in our house, and it has kind of become a rule that doesn't change, that we don't start listening to Christmas music until December the 1st. And uh, again this year, we didn't do it until literally December 1st. We put some Spotify music on, and now we listen to Christmas uh, music right through to December. Unlike a, a FM station in Vermont, 92.9, that starts on November the 1st and finishes December 25th. So when I'm in the car, I, I put it on. But I got to tell you, I, I love Burl Ives, but I'm kind of tired of hearing him sing uh, over and over again. And they, that Grinch who stole Christmas, I've heard it now so many times this year. It's like, I've almost had enough. So I kind of like our unwritten rule that we just don't start listening to Christmas music until December the 1st. As we started listening this year, a, a Christmas song captured my attention. It's more modern. It's probably on the newer side. And it's called A Baby Changes Everything. Listen to some of the words. Teenage girl, much too young, unprepared for what's to come. A baby changes everything. Not a ring on her hand, all her dreams and all her plans. A baby changes everything. The man she loves, she never touched. How will she keep his trust? A baby changes everything. She has to leave, go far away. Heaven knows she can't stay. A baby changes everything. She can feel he's coming soon. There's no place, there's no room. A baby changes everything. Glory to the newborn king. A baby changes everything. My whole life has turned around. I was lost, but now I'm found. A baby changes everything. Yeah. A baby changes everything. God has blessed Marie Jose and I in the last two years with two wonderful granddaughters. So here's my chance to boast a little bit, but 
I've actually, in watching our granddaughters, have been enjoying and being entertained by watching the parents. Because a baby has changed everything. Their lifestyle has changed, both of our children and their spouses. Those who used to stay up late can't wait to get to bed because a baby has changed everything. Uh, we, we had a family gathering a while back in a, in a restaurant, and I watched as, a ba- as babies have changed everything. They don't want to sit in the high chair as long as we as adults want to sit in the restaurant chair. And they, uh, somebody forgot to tell them that there was a plan that we were going to be there for two hours and try to keep babies entertained for two hours in a restaurant. A baby changes everything. And uh, social life changes. 2,000 years ago, a baby born in a manger changed everything. The first account of the virgin birth of Jesus is found in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. I'm going to read it. Listen closely. And there's a few phrases that I'm hoping you will catch. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph But before they came together, in other words, before any sexual relations, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. We call that the virgin birth. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to... What has just happened here? There we go. Thank the Lord Pastor Joe came back or I was going to need your help. And uh, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. I want you to remember that phrase. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Remember that. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union, no sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, it's important to know that a Jewish marriage involved three steps. The two families, number one, agreed to the union. Number two, there was a a public announcement made, and they were pledged to be married, much like what we would call an engagement today. And then thirdly, after all of that happened, the couple was married and began living together. But the virgin birth brought 
chaos to this Jewish custom. Mary's apparent unfaithfulness to Joseph carried a severe social stigma. According to Jewish civil law, not only could Joseph divorce Mary, but the Jewish authorities could have her stoned to death if they so chose according to the Old Testament laws. So can you imagine trying to explain to both families that Mary did not have any sexual relationships with Joseph or any other man? Try explaining to the Jewish authorities the concept of a virgin birth that does not involve an earthly father. It's chaotic. Even today, when you try to explain how a woman could conceive simply by the Holy Spirit coming upon her, it's beyond the comprehension of most people even today. But the virgin birth is very important to the Christian faith because Jesus, the Son of God, had to be free from the sinful nature that was passed on to all human beings by Adam. Jesus was born of a woman, making him a human being, but conceived by the Holy Spirit so that he could be born without any trace of human sin. He truly was the Son of God who would save his people from their sins. And that's why 2,000 years later, because Jesus was born through a virgin, lived to die on a cross, rise from the dead, go back to his heavenly Father, interceding so that any one of us today who would recognize our sin and ask God's forgiveness of sin and invite Jesus to come into our hearts and purify our hearts, it's all because of a virgin birth. It could not have happened if, it, if Jesus had been born through normal means of sexual relationship, we would not have the opportunity for forgiveness of sin today. So you can imagine how chaotic it was when this virgin birth took place. But in the midst of this chaos, Mary and Joseph experienced what I want to call tangible peace. Stay with me. Because I believe this morning the Holy Spirit is going to talk to some individuals who are maybe in a chaotic situation yourself right now. Tangible peace. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid. Let God's peace prevail in the situation. I take you to the second account of the virgin birth in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. Listen closely to this narrative of the virgin birth. A little different from what we read in Matthew 1 because of who it's directed to. In the sixth month, God sent the angel of Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
The angel went to her. Remember, the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. In this situation, God said, Gabriel, huh, I love this. Gabriel, I want you to go in person. Not in a dream this time. I want you to go to Mary in person. I want you to speak to her. Because Mary is the one who is going to carry my son, my son Jesus, for nine months. I want you to go to her in person. The same God who sent Gabriel is the same God who can come to you personally today and minister to your need. Right where you are at. And the angel said to her, Greetings. You who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. The angel said to Mary, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, oh, do not be afraid. The angel said it in a dream to Joseph. Says it to Mary, do not be afraid. I hope we're getting the message here in the midst of chaos. God says, don't be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. Listen to these words. For nothing is impossible with God. I like what another version says. For no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. So Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Let me talk to you for a moment about tangible peace. This has become very real in my life and in the life of my wife. The word tangible peace, not just peace, tangible peace. You look up that word tangible, it means clear, definite, real. And in the midst of this Christmas chaos that Mary and Joseph were experiencing, we too can experience how the peace of God is so clear, definite, and real. That's why Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in 
every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Often in the Bible, you see that the heart and the mind are connected, they're intermingled together and viewed as mutually important. So the heart controls our desires, our emotions, our hopes, and our dreams, and the mind controls uh, our intellect, our reason, and our thoughts. And I suspect there are people in this room today who have had a dream in your heart. But your mind will give you all the reasons why your dreams will not work. And your mind puts doubt and fear and insecurity. Let me name a few, and there's probably so many more. And maybe... You're not in this list, but there's something else that's chaotic in your life over this Christmas season. But what about finances? How am I going to exist with the continual rise of inflation, interest rates, and a possible recession? What about health? How can I keep from being anxious when I get a serious diagnosis from my doctor regarding my health? Maybe it's relationships. What do I do when I discover a disconnect in my marriage or with one of my children? It might be your career. How do I deal with the fear that develops when I'm thinking of moving forward in my career? And if you're in this room and you're under 30, you probably live with this all the time, thinking of the future. What's it going to look like? What's my career going to be like? Am I going to be able to see my dreams become a reality. And just as under 30s deal with that, there are people over 60 who deal with retirement. Am I going to have enough money to live on if I retire? What about children? Is it safe to bring children into a world that we're presently living in? You talk about chaos, folk. Our world is chaotic right now. Or maybe you have children. For those have young children, you're worried about what their future is going to look like. Well, Paul says, and folk, somehow we've got to learn to live this and practice it. Paul says, do not be anxious about anything in every situation. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, that's the tough one. Present your request to God. So, Let's take the dreams of the heart that fear is interfering with and bringing us insecurity, and let's turn that positively through Paul's words. Lord, I present my finances to you, and I pray for your provision. Lord, I present my health to you and pray for your healing. Lord, I present my relationships to you and pray for your restoration. Lord, I present my career to you and pray for your guidance. Lord, I present my retirement to you and pray for your faithfulness. Lord, I present my children, my grandchildren to you and pray for your protection. What a difference when you can learn not to be anxious but to trust God. 
And I love what Paul says. And the peace of God, which transcends all, some versions say human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You are our home church, and I know I've talked a bit about my wife and my journey in the past. I won't even say forgive me for talking about a game because I've learned something, folks. Sometimes we think pastors and global workers and church leaders and those who have a specific call for ministry on their lives. We're all ministers of the gospel, but sometimes there are those that God calls specifically to be pastor like Pastor Joe or myself or others. Sometimes I wonder if people think we are invincible and we have no problems. But you need to know every single one of us in this room are human beings. And we face difficult moments, even as pastors. So Marie Jose and I have had some pretty significant discussions in the last number of months. We've talked a lot about this tangible peace. And I can only describe it it's like this peace is like you could literally cut it with a knife and fork. It's so real. It's so definite. It's so clear. And we've talked a lot recently about when faith meets reality. I don't know if I shared this with you before, but it's, it's, it's worth repeating because we've really learned the importance of faith in the midst of the reality of your situation. So much so that one of the dreams of my heart with the Quest Leadership Program has been to develop what we call Quest Leadership Podcast. And we've now recorded five. Two of them have gone live. And uh, every month there is a new podcast. Uh, Pastor Joe has put it on the screen. I don't normally promote things, but I'm really wanting to promote this because I really believe there's some value. So this is the, this is the website. You could take a, a picture of this with your phone if you want, or go to Spotify or go to Apple Podcasts and just put Quest Leadership Podcast, and it comes up, and there are, there are two podcasts that have gone live. Sometimes it's just me teaching, and other times it's interviews. And I, I, I said to my wife, prepare her for few months, I, I want us to do an interview together. So probably in February, maybe January, more likely February, it's already been recorded. And uh, my wife is coming on the podcast. And we just talked very candidly about my, my journey with cancer. And we talk about when faith meets reality. And I want to tell you, Marie say not only hit it out of the park, it was it was more than a home run. You you need to listen to it when it comes out. I, I'm saying that because I sat there and felt the presence and, and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So I, I really want you to, you can listen to them all, but when that one comes out, you really need to hear that one. And we've discovered... That peace is the bridge between faith and reality. Let me explain it this way. For all of us, in your situation, whatever you're going through, reality is acknowledgement of our present situation. 
for me, my reality is cancer is my, it's my daily reality. Faith is trusting that God can do what seems humanly impossible. That's why my wife and I daily pray for healing from my cancer. And peace is the ability to accept God's perfect will for your life and situation. Not everybody can do that, but we've got to get to the place where we accept that the peace comes when we accept God's perfect will for our life and situation. So for my wife and I daily, we pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's faith, there's reality, and peace becomes the bridge to bringing both of those together. That's why I love Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, not just in the chaotic moment. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. Hallelujah. So let me look at that word perfect for a minute. The word perfect is excellent or complete, beyond practical or theoretical improvement, exactly fitting the need in a certain situation for a certain purpose. So now let's look at perfect, tangible peace. What does perfect, tangible peace mean? Perfect, tangible peace is clear, definite, real, excellent, complete, and beyond practical or theoretical improvement. When you experience perfect, tangible peace, there's nothing greater, there's there's no way you can improve it. It comes from God into your chaotic situation. Psalm 29, 11. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. So I leave you with these three phrases in Matthew and Luke's narrative of the virgin birth. Maybe you picked up on them as I read them. But now these three phases come on the screen. And in your chaotic situation. I believe the Lord would say to you today, do not be afraid. God is with you. No word from God will ever fail. That comes out of the story of the virgin birth. This morning you may be facing a chaotic Christmas of your own. Your chaos may not have the social stigma of the virgin birth, but you are facing a chaotic situation that is negatively impacting your life, do not be afraid. God is with you. No word from God will ever fail. My my time's gone, Pastor Joe, but can, can I leave you with what I'll call a concluding blessing? I'm sure many of you have Listened to during those two years of COVID. Someday maybe we'll start talking about COVID and the pandemic, but we all lived through it. During that time, a song became popular worldwide right out of Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26, called The Blessing. It's been translated 
that song into more than 160 languages worldwide. Choirs have sung it. It's been amazing. And it's, it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. I looked at, I looked at that verse and it's an ancient priestly blessing to Israel that had five parts to it, and they're going to come on the screen. It's very simple. And this would be my prayer for all of us today as we conclude and leave for home. The Lord bless you and keep you. Speaks of God's favor and protection. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Speaks of God's pleasure. He delights. You need to know this. He delights in pouring out peace upon you. He delights in loving you. The Lord be gracious to you. Speaks of God's mercy and compassion. The Lord turn his face toward you. Speaks of God's approval as of the smile of a father upon his children. My wife has got to be one of the greatest grandmothers in the world. I love watching her with our girls. And I, 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 I don't know that I have the same ability that she does to get them to respond. And she seems to understand what they say. And I, I need an interpretation. It's like they're speaking in tongues to me. But one of my great delights as a grandfather is to sit back, watch my children and their spouses interacting with their, grand, their children and our grandchildren, and I, I delight in watching my granddaughters, and a smile literally breaks out of my face. Sometimes the family says, Dad, you're quiet. And I said, I, I'm just taking all of this in. And that's what God does for you. His approval is... Smile of a father upon his child. And then, isn't it amazing that this ends with the Lord give you peace? The Lord give you peace. Speaks of God's completeness, his security, his health, tranquility, his contentment, his friendship. I don't know if Patris is still in the room, but he said if I sang today, he was going to leave. So he may have already left. And Patrice, if you're here, turn off your hearing aid or leave now. They wanted me to move to this microphone. Ah, I just, this is, ooh, can I use the other one? It sounds a little better. Get in sounding good. Ah, it's an old song they all are when I get to the keyboard. talks about peace I don't know why my heart is so uh, full today I don't apologize for it it's I don't know because I sense maybe God's speaking to people this morning there's a there's a line that talks about fathomless bills what in earth are fathomless bills so I looked it up and I 
If you know the song and when we sing it together, when we get to fathomless billows, it means impossible to measure the depth of the wave or the surge of God's peace and love. Fathomless billows. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love peace peace wonderful peace coming down from the Father above <laughs> sweep I pray in fathomless pillows of love. Oh, it's very simple. Would you stand and sing it with me? Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless hills of love. If your life feels a little chaotic at this moment, why don't you sing it with me and just lift your hands and cast your chaotic situation onto the Lord, peace. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless hills of love. before you and wait in expectation with thanksgiving. We choose not to be anxious about anything, but in everything, we give you thanks and praise. We turn our chaotic situations over to you. We can't bear it. We can't take it anymore. We basically say enough is enough. And we turn it over to you. 
God, let your peace become a deep, deep surge of love. May we not be afraid because God is with us. And not one of your promises have ever failed. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Pastor Joe. I'm just going to dismiss you with this, with this prayer. It's often used this way. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And the Lord be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face toward you. And the Lord give you peace. Amen. The Lord bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. Please visit with Pastor Don and Marie-José and their family before you leave today. God bless you. Have a great, great day.